What it do, everybody? It's your girl, Steph. And it's your girl, Micaiah. Welcome to another Sweet 20s episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this is your first time, if you're a returning listener, you to shit. Thank you. <laughs> real one. For real. How are you doing today, friend? Sheesh. Sheesh. That's a loaded question, ain't it? <laughs> um, I mean, you know, just out here trying to vibe trying to vibe i'm usually cool but lately i've been a little bit frazzled frazzled yeah if it was a mood it'd be frazzled so frizzle i literally i literally just got done pouring my heart out to staff and i'm like and literally once we were done i'm like all right enough of this feeling shit it's time (laughs) (laughs) it's time to get back to the regular me no Mm. We're about to get into it. Ugh. All the feels. If y'all haven't realized by now, I don't be doing this gushy shit. It's not even gushy. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> trying to act so hard. Um, Anyways, Miss Frizzle. How frizzle? <laughs> what was it? Frazzled? Frazzled, yeah. Miss Frazzled, that's okay. Well, I too, I'm not gonna use frazzled. I don't know. It's not the term I want to use today. But I too have been struggling, bitch. I've been having a hard time. But I'm doing okay today. I'm feeling good. It's very weird. Very weird times. But we are living. We are here. We're groovy. We're here. So without further ado, we're gonna <laughs> jump right into it. Today's topic. Sheesh. So we're talking mental health, you guys. We're asking, how are you doing? How you doing? How are you really feeling? And we do these check-ins every single week, and we're like, hey, how's it going? How you been? And we're like, oh, we're good, or we're so-and-so. As y'all could see, this time, we've been going through some shit. And usually it's just kept at that. And I thought it'd be great to be real and do an episode where we talk about that and where we're honestly gonna unravel how we're actually doing and how most of us like most of the time answer that question like oh yeah i'm good how are you i'm good i'm cool and most of the time you know sometimes you really do want to talk about it sometimes you really wish you could talk about it or you could uh, may- i don't know maybe not but you're not in the best headspace you're not doing your best so you're probably emotionally unstable somehow or you're feeling something and some of us do a really good job at communicating or coping with them or dealing with those emotions. Some of us not so much. Some of us are still learning. Some of us are struggling. So I wanted to, to talk about that so that y'all know that we're human. We be feeling it. I know y'all be feeling it. So like the, you can feel like you can talk about it or that you at least feel like, damn, I'm not the only one going through this shit. Like we're all going through it, dog. We're all fucking struggling, bitch. We all crying in the trenches, okay? <laughs> but dead ass like i remember like my first few episodes that i did on my own i used to be like you know sometimes i feel really bad and it's this i had a really good episode where i was like it's a cycle and then and 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 i want i want to talk about it everything is everything yeah you you gotta restart and it's it's gonna start again like so here we are we wanna we wanna be real with it we be struggling, bitch. We really do be struggling. So, here we go. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. I think it'll be good. I think it'll be good. I think it'll be fun. <laughs> She's trying to coach herself, guys. I'm trying to be positive. That's your first lesson, you guys. <laughs> Try to put it into a positive framework or frame, whatever. Y'all know what I meant. <clears throat> All right, dead ass for real. So, the first question that I put down and how to tackle this topic was, what are the thing? What are the biggest influencers, or have you have, have you been able to notice some of the things that create that disturbance in your emotional stability? Um, and before we start, I do kind of want to somewhat uh, roughly define what we mean by mental health. Um, I, I I saw this thing where it's like it's always called mental health, but why aren't we calling it like? Like mental illness like it's okay to say mental illness and like not ne- it's not always necessarily like that you have like a diagnosed mental illness but right. you know just 
mental stability let's call it that emotional stability i i like we can stick with oops we can stick with calling it emotional stability like you know we all know those things that there's weeks where you're feeling great there might be weeks where you're kind of bummed about something you're feeling kind of blue or you're feeling really angry mm-hmm. or you're you know whatever it might be and a lot of the times we can kind of tell what caused us to feel like that and sometimes we choose not to see it we choose to push it to the side we choose to avoid it and sometimes we just sit and think about it non-stop mm-hmm. it just varies for everyone right so that's my question like what are the some of the biggest influencers that you've noticed that disturb your mental stability the most that have that biggest influence that really puts you at a imbalanced position if you know that if you thought that through if not we can in a broad term people (laughs) um i so recent like right now i um this weekend i had people trying to do things with me like oh let's go here let's go there multiple different people it's exhausting having friends guys anyways (laughs) i was like I sat, th- I like sat there with myself and I was like, yeah, yeah. And then come like Thursday, I'm sitting there at work and I'm like, honestly, for the past week, I mean the past month straight, like, um, ever since we did paintballing, mm-hmm. I've been doing something every weekend mm-hmm. with people. And that's a lot for me. Yeah. I realized that like <laughs> how I am, I be needing like my time alone. No, so, yes. Yeah. Like, yes. I'm really big on that. I honestly, if we put on, like, a scale on how much I need, like, I need more alone time than I do mm, with other people. Sure. It's, it's, it varies from person to person. Some people need more people time yes. than their alone time. But I prefer to be alone a lot. And the fact that I have, like, going back from, like, you know, you got work. I'm around people all day at work. I got to deal with people. And then on the weekends, you know, I got my friends and my family and it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's that's actually I'm glad you started there because I feel like that's a good way to start. The requirement of being social, mm-hmm. it's a requirement sometimes and sometimes it's something that you genuinely enjoy. And I'm actually with you on there. But I think what's funny, not funny, but like what's cool to point out is contrast for me. I need the social interaction because I use it as my, it's, it's kind of like avoidance and mm. it's a coping mechanism for me because if I'm around people and I'm entertained doing things, I'm not thinking about stuff. I'm usually having a good time with other people, so I'm feeling okay, right? However, it still has an effect because there are many times because I too enjoy my solitude. I too enjoy my alone time. And many times I don't even want to be around people. I really don't want to do things with anyone. Like literally today I was like, when am I going to have a Sunday to myself? Mm -hmm. Because I'm always trying to like do all this cleaning, do all these things, go see my parents, go do things. And it's like, I want to do those things, but also it's cognitive dissonance because I want to be alone sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I really just want to have my own time. And I have to force myself to do that a lot of the times. Or when I'm retracting, there are moments, I I know a lot of friends that we do this. And we're like, we retract, we go inward, and we're not even fucking with our own friends. It's not that we're like having any beef, but we just, we just not, no need to communicate. I don't really want to talk to anybody right now, right? So sometimes I'm like pushing myself to be social really i don't want to be social but it's like i'd rather be social even though i'm slightly miserable while doing it because i didn't really want to do it like i wanted to cancel the plans the day of but hey at least i won't be sad as fuck at home or at least i won't be having to think about it see what i'm saying so it's kind of like it's like a really intense situation not intense but it's kind of like a a tricky little line to play and I, i think it's i think from my experience with you i think you do a lot better job at like putting that boundary up where it's like i want my space i want Mm -hmm. my alone time and then i'm also like sometimes like mikey are you shutting me out (laughs) don't shut me out yet and it don't even be that like i wholeheartedly just be like yeah nah because i know because i know for a fact i am not a fun person when Mm. i am moody like i am a I am a bitch. That, to put it simply, like, I'm like, I... And that's maturity right there, right? Like, recognizing I'm not my best self when I'm feeling this way. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it can have 
a negative effect on another person mm-hmm. when I'm in this state of mind and, and knowing to like stay back. And it's just like, why would you even want to be around me when I'm like that? So, you know, so I've been trying to take care of my mental that way. I get exhausted. I get physically and mentally exhausted by mm-hmm. other people. I've realized that. It's um, yeah. Friday, I realized that. Um, it's because like it's a lot of energies, mm-hmm. right? You're taking on that energy from other people, but you're also exerting energy. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes for some people, just getting out of bed is a lot of work. So uh, interactions are a million times more work right mm-hmm. so i think with this first thing is you know having that ability to to learn yourself and see like mm, okay i need i need my alone time or i need my social time and putting those boundaries up for yourself and commuting communicating those things with with your friends and i i'm, act, I'm actually thankful that a lot of the homies like you guys like we understand like you just need your space it's cool that we ain't we haven't talked in so long like I know you I know you need that that time alone and it's not taken personal it's not taken like oh you don't want to fuck with me no more nah bro like everybody just needs some time sometimes mm-hmm. and, and um I think that's really crucial for any type of relationship to work is one to communicate that two to understand that but it's hard that but it's really hard I feel like Because when you do that, people, like, when you ask somebody how are they doing and, you know, or people want their space, it's hard for people to communicate how, like, how much do you tell this person and how much do they actually care? Because I feel like when people ask you how are you doing, some people, it's like 5% actually really want to know how you are. The other 95% they just want you to say good and keep it pushing. Well, I think I think in those situations you kind of just gauge, right? Like you'll mm-hmm. gauge. Like I'm not gonna sit here. Well, you never fucking. I was about to say like I'm not gonna sit here and tell my coworkers, bitch. I'm going through all of this, but you never know. I might be at a fucking breaking point where I tell Susie, bitch, I'm about to fucking set it off. Like you, bro. I actually told people like my friends. Like I've actually sat down and been like. I'm depressed, and I have motherfuckers be like, ha ha ha, yeah, seasonal depression's a bitch. Like, and bitch, I, bro, it's summertime. Bro, like, <laughs> bro, I actually had that response to somebody one time, not like ha ha ha, but I was like, seasonal depression be real, and they were like, what did they say? They were like, <clears throat> shit, it's been, it's been the whole fucking year then. And 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 not to say that that's a good reply. I think that was also a very poor reply. I mean, I, I don't. I, th- I think I just. I, th- I think I was avoiding having that conversation with mm-hmm. them, which is very tr- relevant to what you're saying. Part of, of what I think of why people react like that is because it's uncomfortable for them. They yeah. don't know how to react. Why? Because we don't have these conversations. Right. Because we don't have that transparency where we're like, "Bitch, I'm going through it. I'm mm-hmm. going through mental health issues." And, like, it's really uncomfortable. And maybe and they're uncomfortable. Like, with them being uncomfortable, it all comes off as you're not caring. So then it kind of mm-hmm. makes you go back into yourself in those situations with your friends. Which sucks. But if we really were to be more honest with each other, I could almost assure you that there was other people in that scenario that, too, have struggled in one way or another and have never been able to communicate it. Or maybe they have, etc. And mm-hmm. it's, like... Oh fuck! I lost where I was where I was gonna go with that, but um, I think I think by us being forcing it onto people, it starts to become more second nature, mm-hmm. and how to deal with it hopefully will become less shitty. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Maybe. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Shit, I'm going to just I'm get hoping. a journal or a diary or something. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, I, I, I'd be trying, but I'm like, I also don't do well with, see, that's my thing also. When I tell you something, that's, that's like seeing a shooting star. So it's kind of like, <laughs> it kind of makes me be like, all right, you're on the list of, things I like people I can't talk to certain things about and then it kind of like puts you I start putting people in boxes and that's very real though and that's very good to also know like these are not the type of people I can have these conversations Mm. with these are the people that I can have these conversations with I think I think if in that scenario that you mentioned if those are people that you were genuinely spending a lot of time with um 
I really want to know if you can and can't handle this mm-hmm. because like that's important to me right like that's affecting you it's a part of you and it doesn't mean that everybody's got to be super great with them be there you know what I'm like do all this extreme work but I kind of do want to know that you're going to be able to respect how I'm doing just because I don't have a fucking broken neck doesn't mean I'm not suffering somehow mm-hmm. so this is important to me but if it's just somebody some random people that I'm like I'm cool with their acquaintances but they weren't able to handle fuck it I'm not even gonna get deeper into that yeah it's nah. not the type of people I have these conversations with all we talk about is uh get you know some dumb shit or some like light-hearted shit but if it's people that you really spending a lot of time with people that you consider close friends I definitely want to know like because if I can't come to you in these situations, like, I think it kind of you know? put, I think kind of puts things in perspective, too, for mm-hmm. me. Like, maybe I need to find, a, like, I did make that my mission. Actually, um, after I graduated college, I was like, I kind of need people that I can have these kind of conversations with. Mm-hmm. Like, I realized that one of the things, like, my friends always say about me is that, like, I always let people be themselves but it's like, damn, I, I'm going to need a motherfucker to kind of like gel with me the way I be gelling for other people, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't make it my mission. Found you again. Here. <laughs> Did y'all got, hear that? I done got a couple other people added uh, on to, nope, my, we're not, to my roster. No, nope, no, nope, it's just me right now. It's the only thing that's important. It's okay. You're on the starting team. What? I should be the only one. I you're should be the only one. Okay, you're a starter. I <laughs> I was the sole and most important, or what the fuck am I saying? <laughs> I satisfied all the needs. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I'm just playing with you, bro. I'm, I'm kidding, you guys. I just like to be centered for attention and be selfish. But no, I'm glad that you that you actively sought, seek that and you've found that, you know, because it's necessary. And I think it's really, like, meant to be because, bitch, I, like, force you. Like, I don't even force you. I just be probing at you lightly, like, light taps, like, so. And I just be asking the right thing. Boom, there it is. Like, literally, I be telling people that. I'm like, I told my mom, like, she was like, you're so sneaky. And I'm like, I'm not. You just don't ask the right questions. I'm an open book if you ask the right questions. Mm-hmm. And, I, and And that's how you gauge it. Like, you mm-hmm. learn, like. If I didn't care, I wouldn't be asking you these things, right? Right. Like, I'm going to ask you how you're doing. If you tell me this, then I'm going to be like, but this and this and that. Like, I care. Because I care about you. I care about how you're doing. And I care about your health. So it's, it's like, you, you yeah. start to learn. You start to learn. Sometimes you don't even got to tell a lot to some people. Sometimes just, like, you know, they'll still come and check up on you. Right. Hey, I hope you're doing, I hope you have a good day today. Like, my friends will do that shit to me. And I'm like, thank you. And I love it with, like, people who do that for me that usually, like, kind of stick to themselves. Like, I have this one friend, like, we'll talk every blue moon. But he'll just randomly, like, text me and be like, you good? Like, just trying to check on you. And it's like, you really don't be needing to, like, he really don't be needing to do that. And also, he doesn't have to. But he does. But he does. Yeah. And, And in a way, he doesn't have to. But I will say, I think... It's necessary mm-hmm. to keep your relationship to show that you care, mm-hmm. that he cares, etc. So it's not necessary. It just it's innate. It's innate. You want to do that, right? Because you know it's just part of checking in and keeping up with each other. So, all right. Biggest thing is people, social requirements, stand, stating where we're at, what we need, working forty hours a week. For real. That's my that's my mental struggle. I'd be ready to quit every day. <laughs> yeah, I hate work too. But I don't want to talk about work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, nope, don't want to talk about work. My mood just... <laughs> I'm cool. But that's for sure... A factor. For sure, I would say... Personally, I know that relationships... Or the, like, just all types of relationships. Whether they're friendships, romantic, or with my family... They're very, very draining for me. Mm-hmm. Draining and very, like, pleasing too, right? They all require work and they're all a lot. Those are some of the things that bring me bring me down the most. And then it interacts with my self-perception in regards to my pers- physical appearance and also my self-perception and where I'm at 
in life in general mm. like where i'm at as a 24 year old 24 year old where i'm at as a woman where i'm at as etc like where i'm at in my career like self-perception in general and my relationships is what fucks me in the ass the most and the thing is it's like with me it's a heavy domino effect and it's mm-hmm. like a domino effect in a circle never ending spiral like one thing feels off and then boom the next one and then boom and it just gets worse and worse and worse and worse and like i start to go into this like really deep hole and like i feel so shitty about so many things and i take on like a lot of like what's going on with other people and like what's happening between the two of us i take that on which makes me also feel very drained emotionally and then i look at myself and then i'm telling myself like all these negative things like i'm putting myself down along with perhaps the maltreatment that i'm getting from somebody else and it just like literally it's like one punch after another towards myself so then then i'm like why the fuck am i crying so hard right now with this episode bitch because you got some emotional shit you need to work on like so that's what really like do you take set, me down? Do you set your boundaries with people like that? Uh, that's a good question. No, I don't because I just recently have started to learn to set boundaries. Not only set them, but keep those boundaries there mm-hmm. because I've never been very good at setting boundaries. I've always been a people pleaser. I've always been the person that's like sacrifice yourself in order to make the other person feel good. Mm. Um, and I think that goes back to my self-perception, right? Like it's that lack of love towards myself, that lack of care towards my own well-being. And that's, and like, this is work that has taken, but like to recognize like the reason I have so little love for myself or have shown so little love towards myself for so long was because of the relationship that I held with my parents, Mm -hmm. specifically speaking, like my father, like I'm getting real with you, with you here. Like, you know this shit already, but I'm getting real with you guys. It's like, I have a wonderful relationship with my mother. My mother gave me the best type of love there could be. I think that's why I'm a fucking good person today. And my dad is a great person too, but the type of relationship that I held with him really impacted me so heavily that I now have a really hard time treating myself well Mm -hmm. because I was mistreated for so long, right? Like I was spoken to in a certain way. I was referred to in a certain way. I was talked about in a certain way from a person that you see every day, from a person that you value a lot, from a person that you love, from a person that you came from. Mm -hmm. So naturally after years and days of that constantly being put down your throat, like it becomes engraved into your brain. And it's very difficult for me to like, it's like genuinely hard (laughs) to to fight those things and like i'm aware of them but unfortunately it spills into every aspect of my life and awareness is the first step though it is it is i'm 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 listen daddy issues are real (laughs) like they are real as fuck and we do need to acknowledge them because then you start to realize like hmm, the reason i let so-and-so do this to me is because like I've grown up thinking or seeing or learning that that that's just what happens and it's like no I don't need to let that happen I can set this boundary I can put my foot down I can step away from this I can speak up to my for myself which is something that I have had to learn to do right mm-hmm. like see that's never what I had the problem with like yours is like me and you were like the total opposite in that aspect like me and my father that's my that's my homie mm-hmm. it's my mama uh i love my mama you know we gotten better as i've gotten older but i've all i'm also kind of the total opposite in like the not saying anything Mm. we didn't have like we be bumping heads and like because me i'm like you're not gonna i don't care who you are you ain't gonna talk to me like you you're not gonna talk to me like that period and that's where our relationship strained and i think also like kind of communicating better but me being the kid in the situation i'd be feeling like bro (laughs) you should already know better yeah but i have i have (laughs) we revisited a few years ago and it's kind of like 
you know how when you realize certain people like you can't teach a whole dog's new tricks yeah, it's kind of that kind it's kind of that type of shit because i realize like you're gaslighting me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think parents tend to do that a lot because i think it's difficult for them to accept that they did like i know they know they weren't perfect but it's really hard for them to accept that they caused so much damage to you mm-hmm. and for you to be aware and call them out on it, i think it's really difficult mm-hmm. and one thing that i have learned is like damn you are the parents like y'all should have taught me this you guys should have known this but i think it's so fried that we hold more emotional intelligence than our parents do i but i think we're, we're having these conversations more and especially with the communities that we grew up in mm-hmm. um that's not like emotional and mental health isn't a priority mm-hmm. like um the way my parents grew up i realized my dad grew up in a very verbally and i don't he never talks about physical abuse but Mm -hmm. verbal abuse was very big especially when it comes to like fathers and sons Mm -hmm. type Mm -hmm. a situation Mm -hmm. so when he talks to like when my father gets frustrated it's very few and empty like for uh, at least for the girls i my brother's seven years older than us so i've never really i don't really gauge how much went on as a kid but like when he comes when he comes out the side of his neck i'd be like yo you're not gonna talk to me like that like you can communicate like that's fine like you're upset but uh, let's not do that so it's one of those things where they're healing they're people too Mm -hmm. everybody is so it's kind of like you gotta take the good and the bad with people but you don't have but at the same time you don't have to take the shit that they throw at you yeah yeah there's a there's a lot that i want to say in regards to that because i've learned that I think the reason that I've been able to accept and be for, so forgiven with the type of you know in, in encounters we've had with our parents is because I'm able to recognize the homes they grew up in, the relationships they held with their parents, the neglect they received, the type of love they did and didn't get, right? Mm-hmm. The abuse they underwent. And, and it makes me very aware of why they are the way they are now and how difficult it is for them to see things. Cause my dad's one of those people that you try to explain like you did this and now i'm like fucked up in the head because of you like to him you'd be like shut the hell up i gave you a fucking roof and food to eat but every the, day but that's the thing like me and my sister have had these conversations before when i've told like her like yeah like i told mom this this and that <laughs> i told mom this this and that and like and i'm like if i'm and you're like i've never done that and i'm like but i'm literally telling you out of my mouth that you did and it's like why can't you take what i say at face value and then try to at least be like if you don't remember like if you genuinely don't remember i apologize for making you feel this way or this and that like something it goes back to the same thing people have a really hard time when you call them out on something that they've done why because you typically feel bad that you did that and you hate to admit that you actually did something wrong and you caused someone damage and it's really difficult and most of the time that's another thing we as people don't know how to communicate be receptive accept things apologize and work on it we are always on the defense we're not really listening we're getting defensive because it's uncomfortable to recognize again i fucked up like i am able to be a fucked individual Mm -hmm. it's uncomfortable for people it's really uncomfortable and like it sucks that they don't have the reaction that we want and eventually i think you either continue to try until they become better people and more receptive or you just recognize they're not gonna ever fucking get it and you just realize that that's not a battle i want to keep fighting right like that's not what i want to get into yeah it's really tough like there's been times where i've written letters to my dad i'm like i'm gonna give this to him because i'm in so much fucking pain and there are times where I don't give it to him because I'm like, I spilled what I needed to spill, but the way you're going to react to this is just going to hurt me even more. And it sucks that I can't be transparent, but I'm also aware enough of your emotional intelligence, your acceptance of, of your understanding, your empathy level when it comes to these kind of things and your negligence to accept that you can be wrong, that I rather, you know what, recognize things for how they are Mm-hmm. fucking accept them as unfortunate as as they are and just move forward and that's my thing like and that's I, just with my dad though that's just with yeah because that's my dad and i have to be with my dad i will always do my best to keep the relationship sorry to cut you off but i will always do the best to keep the relationship that i can that works for us but when it comes to other people that i don't hold true ties to like i didn't come out from one of you like 
and you're just a friend or someone that I chose as my family, like, bitch, I don't have to do all that. See, uh, see, that's where that kind of, like, <clears throat> I don't think people owe people anything when it comes to that. Like, your own, I'm not speaking on your mm-hmm. thing, but I know I've had conversations with people who have experienced certain amount, a level of abuse, and they don't want anything to do with their parents. And I'm like, that's completely valid. Because yeah. the thing is, people just because they're blood, there can be poison in your blood, I, and, and that's yes. and that and that's some real shit. Like you don't have to put up with abuse Anything or at all, and people not trying to be better people for you. Exactly. You, the only person you owe something to is yourself, yourself. Period. Because you're the only person who has to wake up and go to sleep with you every single exactly. day. You exactly. gonna you gonna die with you, and that's the realest shit I've it ever is. heard. You're gonna die with you, For and real. the and the thing is, it's like if it's not feeding into your soul in a way that is nourishing you for you to grow get it out of here you need to go it needs to go all it does it, and, it, and it's and that's the real issue because i used to be like man that's your mom that's your dad bro and that and it's like that shit don't matter but listen listen so that that is something that i have noticed a lot too with a lot of people they're like you know what fuck that it doesn't matter mm-hmm. that's your blood I don't have to deal with this mm-hmm. shit. And it's very real. It's very real. And it, it does create this, again, this cognitive dis- dissonance, this, these contradicting thoughts of, I feel this way, but I'm acting a different way, right? Or I'm acting a different way, but I feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. And it's, it is, it, it's like, I think that's a very new thing. And I'm so happy that people are really like able to cut that, cut those ties and fuck it. Like, I don't have to. I think I think a lot of things influence why I press so hard to keep the relationships that I do. Two of the biggest things that I can think of is one, like culturally, like how, how, like as a Mexican woman, like Mexican families stay really close together, right? And at the end of the day, like I have nothing but my parents. Mm -hmm. Like I don't have a, a nuclear family that I've created for myself aside from my friends, right? Like I have my extended family, my sisters, and but each one of them has their own family. I have aunts and uncles. I'm not that close to them. Like, mm-hmm. that's family, but I'm not that close to them. At the end of the day, I really, all I've got is my parents. I don't have a child for me to be like, this is my offspring. This is all I've got that I have to bring. No. <laughs> like, <laughs> like all I have is my parents. Right. Like, there's a reason I want a tattoo of my parents. And I, because that's, like, what I care about the most. When parents have children, they're like, I want to give my all to my children. I want to give my all to my parents right now. Because, like, and I probably will still for the rest of my life. Because I love them. At the end of the day, they, they did the best that they could, right? You're the daughter my mom wish she had. <laughs> She loves me. I love her. It's great. She's like my second mother. So, so the I do it because just the love and respect I have for for my dad, right? For how much I care about him, for how much I I rather have him than not have him at all. And it's because the second reason I think about what it would be like to not have my dad at all, mm-hmm. and I would rather have them than not have him at all. And I've just learned to set those boundaries. When he comes reckless at me, when he says these mean things, when he starts to act out of pocket, I just leave. I don't live with my parents for a certain reason. If I come over and visit, and you're being a fucking dick. I just ignore it and I end up leaving, right? Like I just step away from those situations to where I, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm sheltered and I don't have to completely put you aside because I love mm-hmm. you. And I think of the day that you're not going to be here anymore and I know it's going to kill me more to think I fucking gave up those days that I could have been with you for these reasons rather than spending them with you. I know that that would kill me more than, than, than mm-hmm. what's going on now. That's not to say that it's still not toxic in its own ways because you've been very aware of situations where he does something to me and it literally breaks me. Like, mm-hmm. it shatters me. Frizzled bitch, I'm fucking in a million pieces. And, like, I'm fucked. Oh, yeah. Girl, I was there in the middle of the night. I pulled up in right? the middle of the night in the rain, freezing cold rain. I pulled I up. Fucking November <laughs> winter. Like, I pulled up. You called me and I pulled up. And I, like, I know. And I it's it. like those rare occasions where it's like he can have such a such a huge impact, right? And it's like no matter how many boundaries I set up, sometimes he still like is able to like break them down because he's, he does this one action, says this mm-hmm. one comment. And it's like it sucks as a part of my relationship. But again, like that's just... I don't know. It's staying in a toxic cycle is part of something I do, but I, I mean, I think everybody deals with the level of toxicity um, with everybody in their life, mm. um, whether it be something so small or something blatant. Um, it's a bit, mm-hmm. you know. You have to. I think people have to pin uh, pinpoint what they find worth it. And what's not worth it and that's up to people's total discretion but you also have to be very aware with 
the toll it is taking yes. on you mentally mm. um it's hard girl because i don't want that toll because life be is already you. hard exactly. and then you get other people and into the hurts. mix mm-hmm. and it hurts you so much mm-hmm. and it puts you so much i'm telling you bro like i'm just thinking about it and i'm thinking about when i have those moments with him and like it fucking sucks bro it fucking sucks and it's like do i really want to take this and it's like it's just so hard for me to be like I'd rather not talk to you at all because one of my sisters does that right now. She doesn't have a good relationship with my dad. She's hurting. She's quietly hurting. She's, she's oh, to my other sister, oh, what, were you over there with him because you were with your dad? She says, your dad. Girl, that's your dad too. But she's feeling so much hurt and doesn't know how to cope with the fact that she's trying to put that boundary up with him, but she still wants her father there. Mm-hmm. And so she, it's like, I don't know if you're following what I'm saying, but it's a displacement of anger. And it's just really tough. And I think I've seen, I, I, I see the relationship that all my sisters hold with my dad. And each one of us has had to make their own like fucked version of father-daughter relationship. Mm-hmm. And he also feels the hurt. That's another thing. I'm very aware of all the hurt that he feels when he recognizes like my daughters don't even really fuck with me like that. And it's a result of how he is. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. I'm not even going to keep that. People are a lot to unpack, bro. This I is mean, my father's podcast at this point. <laughs> Goddamn. Talk, I said I had daddy issues. Like, <laughs> I'm not playing. People are a lot to shit, bro. unpack. I, like, when we were talking earlier and you were like, this is a lot to unpack. And, like, once I start, like, that's why I don't like unloading on people. Because I feel like once I start unloading on people, it's like you got to unpack all that shit. And I don't think, like. But I want to do that with you. <sighs> The thing is, is like when you're like, when I said that, it's like when you told me the story, like, I, I, I don't know if you realize, but like I try to go in order from how you told me the things mm-hmm. and say like the comments that I wanted to say with everything, because all of it is important to me and all of it is important enough for me to unravel with you. Because one, I know you are going to benefit from it. I know you need it. And I mm-hmm. know it also helps to just like, just sometimes hear like the most unbiased as, mm-hmm. as unbiased it can get right, right. Like, and it's like i want to do that and it's like oh that was it's not in the, for me it's not like oh that was a lot i can't <laughs> it's more of like that is a lot to unravel i'm aware of it i'm aware that you have a lot to wor- work to do a lot mm-hmm. to unravel for yourself let's tap into as much as we can right now yeah that's people, like it's a lot like people are a lot they and are your <laughs> mental your mental your mental is a lot like a lot of times when you're talking about one thing you might realize that another thing plays into that mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it becomes more and i think that's why a lot of people don't work on their mental because it it like those little russian dolls like you keep opening like, up damn, and opening up opening it's up. trauma it's yeah. trauma we're we're growing and we're uncovering our trauma but we have to do that like that's the thing it's so uncomfortable you guys but we need to do that because only then are we gonna be like better towards ourselves like we and you can take baby have steps. to work on ourselves yes and you can take baby steps you don't have to tell somebody your deepest darkest secret and it's one of those things like i've gotten better with talking about my feelings who because there's people who don't think like there are people who are like you don't be feeling nothing and i'm like bro no, i be feeling everything you just it's don't just hear like, about it yeah and that's one of those things where i'm like y'all be like and I, but i also feel like me personally, I'm bought like literally. I called like yesterday when I was having like I texted you. I'm like emotional nine one one. Fucking sucked. I'm you sorry. were asleep. It's fine. You just got done kayaking all day, so I was twelve miles at that. Yeah, bitch. I knew. I knew you were like. I was just like, let me text her. And I had called one of my friends, and I remember getting upset. And I was like, because I was. It was still like very raw. Like everybody knows when I feel like emotions, it'd be like boom. Like with me, it's like a fucking train so i already know so i was like yeah i'm gonna get off this phone so then i texted him and i'm like i'm sorry like i was like i didn't mean to like i always go i didn't mean to bother you because i always feel like with me personally with me being an empath i know how much somebody else's emotions can be and not everybody i mean not everybody's but you an and i have talked about this so many times like re- that's a part of a relationship with someone like that is a part of being there for somebody taking that on and you do it so rarely that when you're like oh i'm sorry to have asked like what do you mean you never ask like this is the least i could do for you like how many times do i come to you and it's just like it's also you learning that and like Mm -hmm. recognizing like 
I also deserve to have some t- support. I deserve to vent to you. And you right. don't have to fucking apologize for it because that's literally what a friend is supposed to do. That's literally what any person in whatever relationship you're holding with them. If you really have a healthy relationship, you're going to be there for the good and for the bad. Right. That's a part of it. Every relationship takes work. And so, like, I think also learning to step away and be and like, and yes, recognizing, like, I'm sorry. I know this is a lot. Like, are, can you take this on right now? I'm sorry. Like, you know, right. checking in is also very good. Mm-hmm. But also recognizing, like, yes, you are in all your right to do that. Like, right. I am asking you to use your support system. That is why you have it mm-hmm. so that you are more stronger so that you don't feel so alone in these situations. And I feel like that's not just a message for you, but that's for everybody. Like learning to use our friends, learning to use mm. our brothers, our sisters, whoever, your partner, whatever it is, learning to to be more open, learning to talk about this and be more receptive and be listeners and be there for each other because that is part of what it takes to be in a relationship. It's mm-hmm. not just, oh, I need some money, help me out, or I got a flat tire, give me a fucking Or ride. let's go, like, and it's not just the good times. Like, let's go party and let's go do that. And that's no. all y'all do. Y'all don't talk about what you're feeling or how. And it just also goes to people's level, um, their the level that they can communicate. Mm-hmm. Um, how comfortable they are actually expressing things. Mm-hmm. But again, I feel like the more we try to push this, like, talk about these things, talk about these things. Like, slowly you try to pick it up. It's like children learning to fucking talk. I feel mm-hmm. like that's what it is when it comes to emotions for us as people. Like, learning to say these things and just, it's okay to talk about them. And progressively, hopefully, those around you will be more receptive and learn how to take them on a little bit better. So, that that was just a couple of ways how our mental health becomes imbalanced, yeah. right? So really quickly, this is already kind of a long episode, but I'm, I'm really feeling it. I feel like this is a really good talk. Mm-hmm. I hope people are gaining something from this or at least relating. We have banged the microphone like a tw- like a, a, so many times. It's terrible. <sighs> Sorry, you guys. <laughs> um, but to, to, to end the topic, just really quickly, what do we do, if anything, when um. we're feeling like this? What don't we do if if we're not doing anything? I think people um, know this by now with me. I think yoga, meditation, and also journaling or recording. I I know I told you journaling didn't really work for me. Writing down my thoughts doesn't really work. So I was thinking maybe recording myself talk because I do talk through what I'm feeling. Um, But also I think it's important to have the people like not weed out like not get rid of people but weed out the people that you can't you know you can rely on with your emotions and your mental and you also have to be very aware that not everybody is there to be a yet like people aren't there to be yes men like if you are feel like you are completely valid in feeling your emotions the way it is but if somebody's trying to give you a different perspective like if your emotions have to do with somebody else and like because we did say a big imbalance is people and um i think if somebody's venting to you listen Mm -hmm. but but also if you're asking for somebody if you're asking somebody what do you do or did you see something or you know something like that you have to also take in what they have observed from what you have told them Mm. um you have to be receptive Mm -hmm. and open Mm -hmm. to all the possibilities that you know that somebody else sees and you Mm -hmm. have to you have to gauge what you have to work on Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i but also take time though and work on yourself yes just to mention like you're not going to be perfect at it after one time. Mm-hmm. It takes time. It takes work. It, it takes, takes a, a lot, lot of, work. of work and a lot of self-control and discipline to yes. work on that. Um, but as you work on that, those around you will also learn those traits. Mm-hmm. And try to center yourself um, with center yourself with people, with things you like to do. Mm-hmm. Find a way to be mindful and like figure out why you're like if you're feeling like you're why am i angry or why am i so irritable today sit there and think that shit through figure it out or find the root of the problem do something that kind of alleviates yeah Mm -hmm. and then it'll come to you yeah man it always comes to you and yes don't just push it aside you guys put in the work 
for real for real i know it's easier said than that and i know it's fucking uncomfortable it's uncomfortable for everybody i promise you feeling whatever it is you're feeling it's gonna be fucking uncomfortable and realizing why it happened is even more painful but we mm-hmm. need to do that if you don't know why you're getting diarrhea and why you're so gassy but you just like keep trying to be like i'm gonna just keep taking these diarrhea pills but you're not trying to figure out why you got diarrhea bro like have you not picked up on the pattern that you just might be lactose intolerant like take the time to do that you don't have to take the diarrhea pills all the time like just think about the root of the problem stop treating the symptoms think about the root of the problem it's uncomfortable but you should do it it'll be better for you in the long run it's uncomfortable for all of us i promise you it is nobody who's ever grown has been comfortable no and you put all this effort in your nine to five in the 40 hours you work a week put this effort into yourself self-love it's health it's health if you go and work out every day if you eat healthy if you do this if you take in fresh air if you don't smoke tobacco if you don't drink alcohol whatever it is you do bitch you need to give self-love to your mental health too you Mm -hmm. need to give yourself some love think about these things work work on them and try to be more healthy towards yourself it's 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 easier said than done you guys but it can be done and i will also say along with that like all these great things that you can do definitely journaling talking about it writing about it sometimes talking to other people whatever it is it helps i will also like to mention sometimes i don't do shit sometimes i fucking sit and turn the tv on and just lay in bed but i think that's also way to unwind like it is I think a way that, to unwind i think sometimes, that's important i think that's it is important. important and sometimes if that's all you can do that's all you can do mm-hmm. if that's just your, your way of relaxing if you just need to cry about it cry about yes. it yes yes i need so to take what, my own fucking advice <laughs> for real so what i was also trying to get at with that is like sometimes i don't do anything mm-hmm. what i'm saying is like sometimes i don't try to cure it i don't try to cope with it sometimes i do just support it and that too is okay you guys because you're a human being and you're not perfect and sometimes it's just exhausting to do all that that's sometimes all you can take exactly so if 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 you fucking ignore it and just be fucking sad for a little bit okay but like let's eventually try to be proactive it's okay be patient with yourself we're all human Mm -hmm. beings we're all feeling things we're all struggling in one way or another and i promise you it slowly gets better when we do have to be proactive we do start to one give self-love and two spread that love around and you know just try to do our best to to help each other out help yourselves out love yourself for real for real as you said earlier you got nothing but yourself you have to treat yourself good Mm -hmm. because who else is going to treat you better nobody nobody else is worried about you the same way you can worry about yourself and the thing is if you don't treat yourself right that gives people the okay to not treat you period good like that's very important just ask me you guys come on now (laughs) come on now we know better so so that's that's a little bit of the stuff that we do oh what do i do sometimes i mean just real quickly sometimes people like to paint sometimes people like to run sometimes people like i I, working out sometimes really does help me i'd be in the gym crying but still be lifting you know cry through the pain bitch i'm just playing i never cried while lifting weights that that was embarrassing i do cry in the sauna though they can't tell (laughs) sometimes that's all i need sometimes i go for a swim sometimes i don't know whatever it is just find what works for you find what brings you peace play a record I don't fucking know. Write a song. Whatever it is. Go f- fucking punch a punching bag. A punching bag. Do you hear that? A punching bag. Or your couch or a pillow. Don't punch anything hard. You. That's kind of dumb. But, you know, you wish sometimes you got to do it. Sometimes you're a little mad, but then you get hurt. So play it. You know, think it through. Play it. Those are self-injurious behaviors. Punching a wall. Mm-hmm. We need to that's put a up. behavior plan in place to stop that. Sheesh. <laughs> block. <laughs> block, bitch. Block. <laughs> anyway. Right. So... I think this was a really good topic. I hope y'all learned something from it. Not necessarily learn, but at least, like, can see, like, shit. Other people go through this shit, too, and it's okay to talk about it. Right. It's okay to talk about it. Talk to your homies about this. Especially men. Come on, guys. Not just men. Because you are a woman, and you barely talk about this shit. But you talk to me about it. But, like, people, (laughs) just fucking talk about it. It's okay. Start to foster this. You probably got a homie who wants to talk about it, too, but they don't know how to talk about it. You could start setting that. Maybe you could start having these circles. Leave that door open. Like, leave that door I knew your ass was about to start singing once I said that shit. But definitely make 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 yourself approachable um, if somebody ever needs to talk to you. Yes. Oh, and with that, when you ask people how they're doing, one, genuinely mean it, and two, be ready to take, just intake whatever they might have for you. Be a good fucking person. Be ready to actually 
like be genuine and be like i really want to know how you're doing Mm -hmm. and maybe i can't give you advice maybe i don't know what to tell you maybe i think this is fucking awkward maybe i don't even know how to give you a pat on the back because this is really fucking weird to me but maybe you show them that you care about them and you're Mm -hmm. supporting them in a different way figure out what works for you what works for them and try to apply it damn that was a lot i think that was good though yeah anything else you want to add to the topic Nah. To the closing? Nah, it's time to get done with this gushy, mushy stuff. I hate her. This whole fucking conversation, she's still calling it gushy, gushy stuff. Bitch, it's not gushy, gushy. <laughs> gushy, gushy. That's like 50 first dates. That's gushy, gushy. <laughs> I love that movie. This real, bitch. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> That's why we need to get a camera so y'all see this dumb shit she always does. <laughs> <laughs> Swear. I be over here like, hey, y'all should see my eyes like every single time it gets big as fuck whenever she does shit like this. I'm like, oh my god, no, y'all but- never know what I did. <laughs> <sighs> All right, <laughs> let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it. Wrap it before you tap it. It's okay to talk about it. We are all human and we all feel. So, without further ado, please do follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Fuck with us. You know we got it. Follow us at Sweet Twenties Podcast. That's S W E E T two zero S P O D C A S T. You better spell that shit, Steph. Sweet Twenties, baby. <laughs> okay. Interact with us. Let us know how y'all are feeling, what you liked, what you didn't like. If you got questions, if you got comments, if you have a topic you want us to touch on, let us know, okay? Um, it's the end of July. Yes. Actually, this is dropping. It's still July when this drops. Yes, so it'll still be July. August is coming very soon. This weekend, we get to go to ATL. Yes. Visit the homie. Hot baby. For for what? For what? Enjoy your day. Y'all day. Y'all's day. Y'all day. Look, I can't even talk. I mean, (laughs) y'all. Enjoy y'all day. 21. I'm excited. I am very excited (laughs) for this trip. (laughs) I'm very excited. I think it's going to be a fun time, you know? Check I'm, out the Brother Guys podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You, you like stop it. Okay. I was about to say also something. Also check out uh, Malcolm is Important on Spotify. They they, they just dropped a, like a little mini EP. It's mm-hmm. called the, I think it's Saga Mini Book One. It's actually fucking fire. Um, I know it's one of my favorite songs. It's decisive. It's also a really good song. There's only like four songs on there, so I'm <laughs> gonna name all of them. They're coming out with another one. Support the homies. Him and T Rose made that shit. T Rose. Hey, T Rose is also the person that made Sweet Twenties Anthem. Shout out to him. Shout Man. out to all these people. And we're really excited to see all the artists, the businesses. Oh, I can't wait to eat some fucking food. vegan food. It's gonna be bro. fun. It's gonna be fun. Vegan food in Atlanta just be a whole different thing. I'm so excited <laughs> excited and all these black owned businesses we're going to the mecca we're going to the mecca oh, i'm acting like i ain't been to a land like four times I, I so <laughs> i so honorably get to go along and witness witness this beauty witness black excellence with us i'm gonna bring you over to california we gonna go to like a fucking brown ass area that's cool i'm gonna little go there mexico. too shit we can just go to chicago for a little mexico we ain't gotta go that far <laughs> You know, I'll be up in there. Yeah! yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I ain't gonna do the next. I'm just like, what's up, homie? Power to the people. <laughs> All right, y'all. It's been real. Thanks for tapping in. We'll catch you on the flip side in a couple of weeks. Um, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of sad to say bye because I had fun recording, but all right. You know, see y'all. See y'all in two weeks. We don't, we won't see them because we're talking, but. You know what I mean. You know how we do. (laughs) I love you guys. Bye.